Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin, Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. Welcome to another T2 Hubcast. It's me, Martin Johnson. I'm on my, I'm on my own today. Um, and I wanted to record a Hubcast around uh, sales, uh, in particular around new business sales. And do you know what? New business sales, as we've said in previous Hubcasts and in, and in previous videos, it's one of the hardest roles within an organization. I mean, if you're a new business hunter or a new business salesperson um, where you're responsible for opening up net new accounts and prospects and bringing new organizations into your portfolio from a cold position, it's one of the toughest things to do. Um, And that's why it's sort of, it's high risk, high reward, right? You know, it's high risk because it's the ultimate uh, numbers game. It's the ultimate metric-driven role. You either sell and your numbers are on the board uh, and you stay, or you don't and you're not successful and something gives. So it's a really high risk, but it's also a high reward because there, as anybody who's listening to this, whether you're a sales manager or a salesperson uh, or ever been in new business sales, there is nothing better than closing that net new business sale where you can say that customer exists because of me. You know, we have that business because of me. Um, so it's really high risk, a high reward. And because it's one of the most challenging things, sometimes we get it wrong. And we get it wrong because of the pressure we're under. Well, the pressure we're under at the end of each month and end of each quarter to produce um, revenue, we start acting out of the ordinary. We start forgetting some of the fundamentals and some of the basics that we need to have, have achieved to be able to have made that sale or or convince somebody to an extent to part with their investment uh, and take a punt, if you like, or, or, or to an extent, a, a certain leap of faith on you, your product, your service, and your organization. So I just wanted to jump on and I wanted to talk about one particular principle that um, I think we sometimes forget. And I think not only do we forget, but our sales managers, even our organizational leaders um, forget that it's an imperative and important thing to do if if we're going to win new business and if we're going to attract new customers to our organization. I call it the show home principle. Uh, and the reason why I call it the show home principle is because I, I, can, I often tell the story or liken it to um, when you go and visit a show home if if you are looking for a new home. Um, and it's sometimes not even if you're looking for a new home. Sometimes if you're like me, I've fallen foul of this twice. My wife will say something like, hey, you know, let's go and look at those new build houses on, on the estate over there this weekend. And I'm sort of thinking, well, I'm perfectly happy with my house. Very, Thank you very much. I'm not in the market for a house, but we'll go and we'll have a look and we'll just see what it's like. And this is the show home principle in action. And it's happened to me twice. We go to the show home. We, we pop in. We're greeted with fantastic customer service usually. Um, and we're given our free walk around. You know, we're not, we're not um, accompanied. We're not being sold to. We simply go in, we greet, and then we're allowed on our own accord to go and have a taste and go and walk around and chat me and my wife and go into each room at our leisure and have a discussion. And that's really important. It's a really important point when we're given the freedom to explore the product or service ourselves. So we go in the show home. They're always done out with five-star uh, furniture. 
you know, the high-end, most expensive stuff, which we could only dream of affording in one go in our own house. But it's absolutely immaculate. And you literally, as you walk from room to room in the show home, you've fallen in love with it. You know, my wife's turning around to me saying things like, look at the size of this kitchen. Can you imagine us with the kids having dinner? Look at the island. And then we go to the back door and it's, oh, look at the garden. The garden's huge. Can you imagine having barbecues in the summer? And you start to visualize yourself living in the home. You then proceed to different rooms. You're having these conversations. You go upstairs. You look at having a nice big ensuite. You look at the size of the bedroom spaces. And you are falling in love with this house even if you need it or not. And the show home principle is the ultimate salesperson. It really is. I mean, there's no better place to sell than on behalf of house builders. You sit in an office, you welcome people, you make them a coffee, and the show home does the selling. It really does, right? So, so much so that on two occasions, and I can vouch for this, that I've gone for a look around and a look around only. I am not in the market for a house, but within two hours, I'm sat doing a deal with a salesperson, you know, on a quarter of a million pound house or something, right? Half a million pound house. It's literally, it, it brings the product or service or whatever it is, it brings the whole concept alive in the mind of the buyer. So what's my point here? And what do I want you listening to this Hubcast to take away? Well, whether you're sat there in a software company, a catering company, a retailer, an accountant, uh, recruiters, I don't know, whatever whatever your organization uh, is and whatever industry you're in, what are you? What is your version of the show home principle? You know what? What are you doing to let your customers or potential customers or prospective customers sample your product or service first? What are you doing to get? Are you willing to give your product or service away to an extent for free and back the quality and value of that to stand up? which means you will reap the rewards afterwards because consumers and the way we consume at both an individual consumer and at a business level has changed over the last 20 or 30 years. There's many ways digitally we can start experiencing something before we buy it. So I'll give you an example. Software companies. Many software companies will either give you a, a free 7, 30-day trial or they'll come and demo the product to you before you buy. That is an example of the show home principle, right, in, in the software market. Um, you know, and, and, and many people in the software market listening to this might be saying, well, it's dangerous to give your prospective customers a trial. If they don't know how to use it, they might not get the experience. Well, my challenge to software companies, and, and we're a software company now ourselves with, our, with, with the T2 Hub, as you know, is if the product is good enough, it will stand up on a trial, right? You've got to back it. Uh, if you have to have someone do a very technical web demonstration for an hour, you've got to question whether the user experience, you've got it right, you know. Uh, you know. But you look at catering, many catering restaurants and cafes and delis, they're putting samples of their products up on the, on the counter for people to try while they're in the queue. You know, it's a genius idea. If you're waiting in a queue and you can try some of the homemade flapjack or the sausage rolls they've baked this morning, by the time you hit the counter, you're ready to buy, right? Because it's bringing the product or service along in the mind of the buyer. I'm a speaker, you know, so um, or, 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 as well as the company, as well as what we do, I like doing the speaking engagements, you know, at conferences and events. I, I love it. I get a buzz out of it. Um, you know, and, and speakers, uh, you know, they've got a classic example of 
they can they can put YouTube videos out of them speaking at previous conferences, so people can actually get a flavour of how good you are as a speaker on the stage in front of a big audience. You know, the big age-old debate around should speakers charge a fortune for speaking fees? Well, once you've earned your stripes and you're popular and in demand, then yes, you should. But I remember back to my early days, I, I would speak for free. I would literally not charge a fee because for me, if I could stand up on the stage and people could hear me and hear my passion, my content, and it would bring what we could do for them and their company alive in the mind of the potential buyer, then we're more likely to get booked for training gigs and more consultancy and speaking gigs. So, you know, it's another example. Accountants. Accountants is a classic example of where it can be transactional or if you're not careful, you can appear transactional. You give people your your day rate or your fees or whatever it might be. You give them some wordy documents and proposals and do you want to engage as well? Some of the most innovative accountants are finding ways of offering free advice. So, you know, sample the quality of what we do and the types of people who, uh, who you'll be dealing with. And then we'll ask you for some commitment. I always think back to Zappos. And for anybody who knows Zappos, the success story of Zappos, it's an amazing story. And if you think back to when Zappos, the shoe company in America, so they originally started out selling shoes, but they sell an array of retail stuff. Um, but they were one of the first companies to allow consumers to order shoes almost free of charge, arrive uh, on the doorstep with a prepaid return shipment in the box should you wish to try them on and you didn't like them. And they sort of captured the the, the consumer at that time in terms of effortless uh, effortless purchasing, uh, fantastic logistics, and if I didn't want them, I don't have to pay a penny. I simply just return them with the with the prepaid slip. Since then, a lot of retailers have clicked onto this and have followed suit, but Zappos was one of the first to market. It was one of the first to allow people to sample the product first with no commitment and return them if they didn't want them. You know, you only have to look back to 2009 that Amazon acquired Zappos for $1.2 billion. You know, that's the type of success when you start to bring your product or service alive in the mind of the buyer. It's similar to the show home principle. LinkedIn, genius model, right? LinkedIn will say to you, you, you've all got, you know, we've got X amount of millions, hundreds of millions of LinkedIn users. Let's grant them all free 30-day trials to the premium service. And most people go, well, I can, I can try that for free for 30 days. And if I don't like it, I won't proceed with it. I, don't, I can't remember the percentage I was reading lately, but the percentage of people who remain and pay for premium as a result of that trial, obviously the product stands up, but it's offering the the, the, the customer to try it and taste it first. Um, and the final one I would say is on recruiters. If there's any recruiters listening to this, you know, why not position your first two candidates in every net new customer free of charge, i.e., the onus is on us to prove that we are different to other recruiters, that we will source credible candidates and we will be an asset to your company and your whole recruitment strategy going forward. So what we'll do is we will work and place the first two candidates for free. Hopefully, as a result of that, we'll have done the, the you know a great job. You will be happy with the candidates and we will then secure a more long-term and mutually beneficial relationship going forward. So, so... Yes, some of you might be listening to this say, 
and there's counter arguments when I've spoken at forums and on panels that me and other people get into debate about. Martin, if your product or service is that good and stands up, you shouldn't need to give it away for free. Well, I'm sorry, we live in a different world. We live in a different world from, you know, if you think about the music industry, if you think about social media, if you think about the way we can consume things, people can find stuff, people can experience stuff elsewhere. So if you are not allowing them to sample your product or you're not giving something first to bring your product or service alive in the mind of the buyer, you are reducing your opportunity and your chances. When people talk about prospecting, Martin, what's the best way to prospect? Is it email? Is it cold calling? Is cold calling dead? Is it you know content marketing? Is it social media campaigns? What is it in the modern day world which is the best way for organizations to open up new accounts and to uh, have op establish opportunities in net new business. Well, for me, it's this. It's how do you, you need to give your customers the ability to experience your product or service before it truly comes alive in their mind. How are you doing that? How are you doing that on a, you know, this is why YouTube and video and vlogs are fast, fastly overtaking traditional email prospecting techniques because at least with a video you can get them to visualize or sample your product service or experience you know that's why youtube is the second you know second most used search engine on the planet to to google right so how are you doing that are you getting clever in how you can give your prospective customers a taste give them something first and earn the right to then win their business it's why you you think about people like Gary Vaynerchuk from VaynerMedia. Some pe he's chalk or cheese. Some people love him. Some people can't stand him. But the one thing he gets right is he's constantly putting himself and his organization in the shop window and, and providing content and providing knowledge out there, which then builds credibility and confidence in people who then want to engage them. And, you know, this is what we've got to get smarter. And whether you're a a manufacturer, an engineering company, an accountant, you know, whether you are a software company, whether you're in the catering and retail sector, whatever it is, what is your version of the show home principle? What are you doing without costing you too much time and money to allow your customers to sample or experience your product in a way which brings it alive in their mind? And, and, that's what you've got to do to, to prospect effectively and to open new doors and new channels going forward. No longer can we just rely on, you know, uh, sending emails, cold calling, um, you know, connecting on a personal level, opening up an initial meeting, having a great conversation and sending a proposal on the back of it, right? It, it can still work that way. And many deals are done that way based on that relationship without a shadow of a doubt. But what we've got to get smarter on is, how can we reach the masses or how can we reach a marketplace and give them an experience of our products? How can we bring it alive in the mind of the buyers? What is our show home principle? Um, and if you can do that and if you can run some campaigns and it's trial and error, if you're going to fail, fail fast and move on. We've tried so many things here at T2 uh, in this space. You know what? Seven or eight of them haven't worked, but one or two have and they've been hugely successful for us. So that's what I would say. Um, think about it. Sales managers think about it. Sales people think about it. What is your version of the show home principle? Because you need in the modern day um, industry and moving forward, uh, you need to be able to give your customers the ability to experience your product or service before it truly comes alive in their mind. What is your version of the show home principle? 
And that'll about do for this uh, Hubcast. Hope that gives you some food for thought. And we'll be back shortly with another T2 Hubcast. Thank you very much. Thank you.